One of the hardest things to judge with this current Chicago Bulls team heading into training camp is where should the realistic expectations for this team be? You have people on both sides of the fence that are either optimistic or pessimistic. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about realistic expectations for the Chicago Bulls heading into next season. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, you know, I do want to talk about Team USA failing to even medal in, in the FIBA tournament, right? And so, like, this is that that just several tough losses for the for Team USA in that. And, you know, I think that it just reminds everyone, at least in my opinion, right, and in my evaluation of it is that the Bulls lost. A lot of people will point to size and things like that, and I don't necessarily think that that's true. I think point-of-attack defense was severely lacking um, all over that FIBA tournament for the Chicago Bulls. But I also look at it as this. You see that the world – the rest of the world is starting to pass up the the USA, Team USA, on the fact that they practice fundamentals, right? We talk about it all the time. Like, one thing that would everyone wanted to imitate Steph Curry's game, right, and, and coaches, like, coaching to the out to the three-point line and, you know, all that and stuff like that. Like, the fundamentals are starting to lack. Following up your shots, right? The simple things like that, like tough rebounds, things like that. And so I think that we're starting to see – Whereas the rest of the world is catching up on basketball and still teaching those fundamentals, right? We talked about like a player like Nikola Vucevic talked about like they don't break things down and just you're just a big man. Just go work on these post skills. You work on some of your dribbling. You work on on your on passing, right? You want to kind of be a, a able to do a little bit of everything. And so we're seeing that in the world. Now, that Canada game, that game was just disgusting. Like, let's just be real here. That game was just utterly disgusting. And, you know, I hope that it wakes up not only – you know, Team USA, and best believe, like, Redeem Team with be 3.0 at this point. Like, it's coming in the Olympics next year. You ain't even got to worry about it. Like, we're, we're sending the best next year. They're going to find a way to recruit it because they are te- – <laughs> Team USA does not want to suffer another loss in the – this time on the Olympic stage. So be on the lookout for that. But, you know, hopefully this is the wake-up call. And we get this every so, so often now, uh, not to this degree, right, but it's the wake-up call that – Team USA needs and a lot of the coaches over in the States as well overall that, hey, we need to get back to coaching the fundamentals. And, you know, we'll see what happens with that, man. It's embarrassing. Shea Gilders, Alexander, and, and Dylan Brooks own the USA for for right now. Like, it, it just – it is what it is there. But, you know, let me know your guys' thought overall on that. We'll be discussing it over on NBA Central as well uh, where we discuss everything basketball related. But on top of that, like, before we get into the Bulls t- content, like, Joe Kim Noah officiated Derrick Rose's wedding. Like, that's crazy crazy right just when you look at the growth of these two men right and where they started off with especially Joe Kim Noah being you know the young kind of hothead guy uh, right and then coming in and being one of the best players for the Chicago Bulls like in history in my opinion I love Joe Kim Noah we already know what the MVP Derrick Rose brought right to see the growth of these two men and just where they are now and and where they started at it's just it's been great to see because, like, of course, with me in the Jordan years, like, I got to watch most of Jordan's career. I was born in 86 and, like, but I didn't really, I didn't have the reference of being a man, like a grown man. Like, I was a grown man, basically, the whole time since Derrick Rose came to the team and Joe Kim Noah. And so, like, getting to see their growth and development and, like, just how they've grown as people and what they mean still to the city of Chicago and, you know, their relationship and how, you know, that's 
that's just just how strong that relationship is between the two of them, man. That's just such such great times as Bulls fans. Just remembering anytime I see those two together, it's nothing but positive memories. I know like it didn't end the best for either one of them with Joe being injured and you know Derrick Rose kind of falling out of favor with Bulls fans as much as they clamor for him to come back now, but like him not being able to like be himself after that injury. It's just great to see the, where these two guys are as people now, right? It's just I've never really gotten to have that about a player, I guess, other than Kobe, right? Like to see like what Kobe grew and became with and the fact that he had so much else in front of him. But like just being a man now and a man with children myself and just to see these two young men uh, just turn into what they've turned into, man, it's great. It's great. But uh, all right, enough sappy crap. Let's go ahead and get into the content for today. I want to talk about the realistic expectations for the Chicago Bulls this upcoming year. Now, the re- part of what brought this on is that, you know, if A, it was the, the mega soul that we did with all the content creators having their predictions and most, except for Steve-O and a couple of others, were pretty optimistic about the Chicago Bulls season. Now, last night, if you guys are Bears fans, the Bears suffered a season opening embarrassing ass-whooping given to them by the Green Bay Packers that coaching staff and Jordan Love just completely picked apart the Chicago Bears systematically in that. But a lot of Bears fans started off with optimism. And then a lot of the reasons why is because of the change, right? That the, the Bears had an offseason where a lot of new acquisitions, the last 18 months for the Chicago Bears, about 80% of that roster has been turned over. And a lot of Bulls fans want that a same level of teardown for the Chicago Bulls because it provides optimism. It changes your expectations for the team. But while me and a lot of other people came in with optimism for the Chicago Bears, they got their ass whooped at least in one week. And we got to sit with that for another week and see where that where it goes. But, you know, the optimism or pessimism with the Chicago Bulls, right? You have some people that sit on one end and think that this team is going to struggle to even make a playing tournament. You have some people, and I see you guys every day, that think that this Bulls team can get between 42 and, and 50 wins and be one of the teams that, you know, avoid the playing. And I, even a couple of you guys is like, the Bulls can be a top four seed this year. And realistically, I'm not saying that that's not possible in a way, especially if this team comes together. We have he- relative health. Again, a player takes a leap. A lot is possible with the Chicago Bulls team, but where is the place to put the the realistic expectations? And that's one of the hardest things, in my opinion, to have with this team is because there are so many question marks in every facet of this organization, right? Even if you do believe in this roster, we have a head coach in Billy Donovan that has not shown, at least in the years that he's been here yet, that he's going to use players on this roster to the best of their ability, put them in the proper situations to, you know, kind of maximize on their talent level while also build, building and developing them. So that's an issue, right? And then you look at the roster, right? If, if you don't question the coaching staff and you look at the roster and have questions there, we got Zach Levine who has, has, hasn't been injured, right, at the end of two seasons ago, at the uh, beginning of last season. And, you know, he finished off the season strong as far as in the regular season and that Toronto game. But then you get a game like the Miami Heat game where I won't say that he was a complete non-factor, but that was a struggle, right? You also have Nikola Vucevic who, again, you know, the opinion on Vooch, it, it shifts depending on who you talk to. You have some people like me that think, hey, Vooch can be a damn good center still in this league. Like, if nothing else, what FIBA has shown is that that star in Vooch is still there. You just have to put him in the proper situations. But then you have people that look at what Vooch doesn't do well, defense, rim protection, and then say, hey, that's on the player. But then again, to go back to Billy Donovan, is he going to use Nikola Vucevic to the best of his abilities? And then you have DeMar DeRozan, right? The last member of that core three, not last as far as who's best or worst, just last in this conversation. Chill out on your keyboard typing. Uh, but with that said, um, you have DeMar DeRozan, who, who shares his own amount of questions around him between his 
Uh, you know, we, we know what he's going to bring day in and day out, but like the limitations he has defensively, stretching the floor, things like that as a player. And then everybody else is basically a question mark, right? You have Patrick Williams, who, you know, has not lived up to the expectations that Bulls fans have had, right? And, you know, while still has a lot of potential inside him, and it may still be a while before that's fully untapped, at the end of the day, we haven't gotten to see it consistently let from Patrick Williams. You have Kobe White, who had a really strong defensive season last year. But for the box score watchers, they don't understand that because the box, the stats didn't jump or change much out the box score. If anything, they got worse. But he came on better at the end of that season as far as scoring. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Wise, But he did everything that didn't show up in the box score. He did amazingly well last season. Then, on top of that, like you look at Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, we don't know if they're going to get off the bench. Andre Drummond, we don't know if he's if he thinks he's a guard or realizes he's a center or if Billy Donovan's even going to use him, right? And then you have Iota Sumu, took a step back in sophomore year. It, it, he's, in a, he's in a prove it year now. He got his deal. He's going to be here for three years. Let's see what he can bring. And then you have the new acquisition in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. And the fact of the matter is, is that while – I, I, I look at it, and a lot of Bulls fans, especially if you're advanced analytics guys, understand and see how these players can help the team. You got Bulls fans that look at this and say, hey, you went out and got two veterans, basically close to the vet minimum. How much is this really going to help this team improve, right? So the thought process and the expectations for the Chicago Bulls team is really hard to set in all fairness, right? To set realistic expectations until we see them on the court. But the fact of the matter is this, there is talent on this roster and there's some really good talent on this roster. And if the younger players step up as well, we could potentially have some depth also. So what are the expectations for this team? I am somebody that I believe you set your expectations. You, if you, uh, if you sit in real, and most people have high and low expectations, right? You, you, you can say, Hey, this is what I think the team's going to do. Or this is what I hope the team's going to do, but this is what I think that they may do. And sometimes those are different, right? I forgot to mention Alice Crusoe because, again, Alice Crusoe is the one guy on this team that he thrives in his role. He does what he was brought here to do extremely well, right? So uh, missing Alice Crusoe for any Alice Crusoe fans out there. But overall, right, especially when you don't have your starting point guard set, right? And, you know, we got a, I had a voicemail over the course of the weekend where, you know, they compared, like, having questions with your point guard is hard to really understand what that team's going to do because they, they compared the point guard to the quarterback position in the NFL. I don't really like that comparison one-to-one, -one, but I understand what the thought process behind it was. But overall, with this team, the expectations are just really hard to set if you're trying to be realistic. If you want to be pessimistic, if you want to be uh, optimistic, if you want to be those things, it's kind of hard. It's, it's easy to set at that point in time because you're going in with a preconceived mo notion, right? There's not outside of the possibility of the Bulls competing for a six seed that's going to help them avoid the plan. It's also not outside of the realm of possibility that this Bulls team is going to struggle and this Bulls team is, is going to have to fight to get to that play-in tournament. But overall, when it comes down to it, 
I look, look at it like this. This Bulls team has talent, and this Bulls team has players that can take it to the next level. We've seen bits and pieces of it. We've seen this team play pretty good and look pretty solid together as well, but we haven't seen it consistently, whether it's the coaching, whether it's the you know players being injured, whether it's the mistakes that are made in the fourth quarter. The biggest thing with this team, as far as setting expectations that I have for this team, is get a cons- uh, consistent level of play, and, ex- and, and that way we can set those expectations. Build your identity. But when you look at this team, and I think that's why you see such the variance in the Bulls community right now, is that there's no one thing that you can bet on being or, or having the same effect every single night. Like, we can say that Bulls are top 10 in defense. I've broken that down. They were top 10, top 5 in defense because – you know, they they did not go for offensive rebounds. They went back. They decided to go back and set up, which limited transition opportunities with, if you're going to limit transition opportunities, which is one of the most effective and efficient um, opportunities for opposing offense, if you limit those transition points, it's going to help your de- – it's going to inflate your defensive rating and numbers, and that's what the Bulls did. The half-court defense left much to be desired. So, overall, when it comes down to it is, is this, right? The expectations for this Bulls team – I don't think realistically can be set until we see how they play together. And that therein lies part of the issue with this team and the roster construction and where we've been with this Bulls team for the last three years, at least, and a lot longer if you're looking at the team before we brought in Vooch and all that, right? It, it just, when it comes down, right, whether you're looking at the coaching staff, whether you're looking at players, whether you're looking at whatever your your barrier is and your issues are with this team, this team has so much room for improvement. And that I think that room for improvement can come in this roster with what they've done in the March. Now, I know I've said that I've talked about that almost ad nauseum so far in this offseason since we acquired Torrey Craig and Javon Carter. I really like those, those additions. And I think it's going to help a team that did finish top five in defense strengthen their holes on that defensive side of the ball. I think the added three-point shooting is going to be drastically needed. But when it comes down to it, right, the Bulls, unlike some other teams in the NBA, the younger parts of their roster hold the biggest question marks. And that, I think, is a big part of why you see the opinion is when you're a team and you have young, promising players, it's easier to be more optimistic. It's easier to be though uh, to have a, a, re, a positive outlook and expectations for your team because you have seen the groundwork laid. You are seeing your young players develop. You're seeing them take take steps up in their game. And so because the Bulls right now have so many projects in their young players, so many players with the raw, with, yes, raw talent, but so far untapped, at least consistent talent, right, that it brings about those questions that we have for this team. And so the biggest thing that I look at is for this team to set that realistic expectation to start having the, the higher expectations for this team is we need to see the younger players. We need to see the Io DeSumus, the Kobe Whites, the Patrick Williams, the Daylon Terrys, the Julian Phillips, the Dama Sinagos, the Ornelot Bittums, right? We need to start seeing those players take steps and be a consistent part of what the Chicago Bulls team not only is but also can be in the future for you could to start so that you can start seeing more optimism around the Chicago Bulls and so you guys can let me know what you think on that down below one thing that I do also want to touch on since I just mentioned his name is as well as earn a lot better right I think that with the play that we saw in the FIBA tournament and how the team USA struggled with players that just understand the fundamentals go about the game give effort on both sides of the ball I think that it it highlights the point of why international players are having the success that they're having in the NBA. And the fact that the Bulls got one of the best international players in Ernulop Bidham, I think that 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 points to, hey, maybe we should have a little bit more 
maybe he's going to play a, a bigger part in the Bulls' future than what we see. I, I personally think, yeah, if he even plays the G League this whole season, that it's destined for next season for him to be on the main roster. This may be a year of him adapting to the to the to, to the U.S. Right, being in a different country, adapting to the size, the physicality, the three point line. But I do think that doubling down on international players, right, and using that as a way that you can go out and recruit if you keep your mind and your head up and 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 recruit those international players that are having big games is why, like I said, it's a, it's a big thing that we're bringing EuroLeague coverage to NBA Central because I do think that you're going to see a lot more teams pivot towards those international players to give them a, ch a chance and an opportunity. Look at Vasile Mishik, right, over in OKC, who's he's finally come over. He's going to be playing over there. You look at Ernalot Bidham, right? You look at those type of players that are coming over into the NBA, and if they have that success, it's going to open those floodgates even more. And the Bulls and AK being a, 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 a person who's tapped in with overseas basketball, bringing in Bidham may be one of the bigger acquisitions this offseason when we look back on it when it's all said and done. But he has to prove it. He has to show what he can bring and show that he that he can bring that uh, and adapt to that NBA game well and that he has a future here. And so you guys can let me know what you think on all that down below. As always, make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys, and we've been doing it for two years now. And uh, like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media.